Hi there, I'm Lane and this is Property Explained. These are my words and now I'm going to read them to you. Episode 45. What are cross-leases? The good and the bad. In their heyday, cross-leases used to be an easy way to quickly bag up an extra property without having to jump through annoying council hoops and having to pay expensive fees. But these days, cross-lease properties are, somewhat ironically, notorious for issues, they require loads of paperwork, and they can actually devalue your property. So in this episode, you're going to learn just what exactly a cross-lease property is and what you need to know before buying or selling one to ensure that you don't trip up on commonly found issues. So let's get started. What's a cross-lease? A cross-lease is one of the formal structures of land ownership in New Zealand, whereby multiple people jointly own a section of land. The properties built on that land are leased from the joint owners for a period of usually around 999 years. For example, let's say there are two flats next door to each other, and they're on a cross-lease. You decide to buy one of the flats, and if you do that, you will jointly own all of the land with the other owner, you'll own all of the buildings on your exclusive part of the land, so, you know, your house, and you'll also have a long-term lease for the part of the land that you exclusively use. But because you collectively own the land, a cross-lease effectively puts restrictions in place about what you or your neighbour can do with your properties and the land beneath them. Cross-leases became a big thing in the 50s and 60s, right around the time that the Auckland Harbour Bridge was being built. And this is because cross-leases provided that easy ticket to getting more people living on the other side of the bridge. That's because it was a quick and easy way to get another dwelling on a piece of land without having to do a full subdivision. So it sidestepped a lot of the council rules and requirements at the time, and which is why it's sometimes known as a poor man's subdivision. A cross-lease is one type of property ownership in New Zealand. The three other main ones are freehold or fee simple. This is the most common and usually the most simple way to own a property. This is because you own the land and everything built on top of it. Any alterations that you want to make are up to you, of course, subject to building and council consent. The second is leasehold. A leasehold ownership is where you buy and own the buildings on a property, but someone else owns the land. Therefore, you pay ground rent to the landowners. When you buy a leasehold property, you purchase the right to possess that land and the property on it for a set period of time on the lease. And the third is unit title. This is most commonly found in apartment buildings and properties of the same sort of concept. So in a unit title, you own your apartment and then you collectively own the land underneath your apartment and any common areas. So what are the risks involved in buying a cross-lease property? While they may have been the bee's knees once, cross-leases are less desirable in today's market. And this is because cross-lease titles come with restrictions. That's the reason in today's market, many cross-lease owners will actually convert their titles to fee simple. But I'm going to get to that in a second. Because several people own the land, any alterations to the original footprint of the property must be approved by all members on the cross-lease. So in other words, if you want to bulldoze your house and build another one, you will need your neighbour's permission. This may not be so much of an issue if everyone agrees, but it can be awkward and frustrating if not. For example, any alterations to the property, and I'm talking anything at all, even something as simple as changing a window to a French door or, you know, extending the patio, could require your neighbour's consent. And if they say no, then that's the end of it. If you don't get permission from your neighbour and proceed anyway, you can end up violating the flats plan. Good question. What's a flats plan? A flats plan is a core document with any cross-lease title. It's essentially a bird's eye diagram drawn by a surveyor that shows the outline of the buildings on cross-lease land. The flats plan is attached to the legal title of that land. In the article that you're listening to, there is an example of what a flats plan looks like if you want to go and check it out. 
A flats plan is specific and rigid. And if you want to alter the original building, so for example, you want to build a new carport or extend the deck, you need to hire a surveyor to update the flats plan. That requires permission from all people on the cross lease. So again, you need your neighbour's consent. So why not just go ahead and build the new deck anyway? Neighbours be damned. Well, then you run into another issue. Because if you do this, you will create a defective title. If your flats plan does not match the properties on the cross lease, and we mean match exactly, point for point, line for line, your cross lease title will likely be defective. And this becomes an issue if you eventually want to sell your property. Because when you sell your cross lease property, the lawyer of the person buying it will check the flats plan. And they will make sure that the flats plan matches buildings that are there. And sometimes a professional surveyor may come to the property to double check this. Either way, the person you want to sell your property to will pick up a defective title during their due diligence process. And this creates two issues for you. Number one, banks and insurance companies are less likely to lend money or insure a property with a defective title. And that means number two, a defective title can be used as a bartering point to bring down the selling price of a property. Or you may find that you can't sell it at all until you put the issue right. Of course you can update the flats plan, but the process can take three to four months and you will need to engage the help of a land surveyor and your solicitor. Here's a cross-lease story from Opus Partners Managing Director, Andrew Nicholl. A few years back, Andrew was trying to sell an old Christchurch villa. It was on a cross-lease and he couldn't convince the neighbour to convert the title to a fee simple. Nonetheless, Andrew continued with the sale on the cross-lease. He found a buyer for the property and then the buyer's lawyer discovered the villa's carport wasn't on the flats plan. This meant that the title was defective and the banks wouldn't lend the money to the purchaser, so the new purchaser couldn't buy this property until the title was rectified. In the end, Andrew had two options. He could either engage a surveyor to update the flats plan, which would cost money, or he could tear down the carport so the building matched the flats plan. He chose option B, to tear down the carport, but in doing so, he had to reduce the selling price since the new owner was losing out on the carport that was no longer there. With all that said, it's important to say that cross-leases aren't all bad news. As with everything, there are positives and drawbacks to owning this type of title. Let's go through the pros and cons. Pro number one, they do tend to be cheaper. Cross-leases tend to be cheaper than fee-simple titles since they have some limitations, so there can be a slight affordability advantage for buyers. Con number one, they can decrease the value of your property. Amber Arkell of Service Land Surveyors says it's not unheard of for a seller to lose out on 100 grand on a sale simply because it was a cross-lease property. Some cross-lease property owners have seen a 17-18% to 18% increase in their property's value after converting to a freehold. And this is because cross-leases are less known in today's market and commonly have defective titles. In turn, this usually decreases the value of the property because of the issues that they bring to the table. Con number two, it can be challenging to do anything. Cross-leases come with several box-ticking exercises when trying to work within the parameters of a cross-lease and when trying to convert them to a feasible title. This complexity is quite ironic, given that they were initially created to avoid more paperwork. A common mistake that cross-lease owners make is thinking that they can make easy changes to a property, which turns out to require extra council consent, written consent from the neighbours, an update to the flats plan, and even once you want to convert to a fee-simple title, you still require written consent from the neighbours, council consent, and a flats plan that matches the property. And con number three, neighbours can halt your renovation plans. Because you jointly own the land with your neighbours, you must get neighbourhood consent for any and all renovation plans that impact the exterior of your property. And some lawyers would argue that even internal reservations need neighbour consent. But generally, we're talking about the external stuff. You might want to build a carport to stop you getting wet when you're taking out your groceries from the car. Your neighbour can say no to any of these additions to your property and 
like I've said before, that's kind of the end of it. Because of these drawbacks, it's becoming more common for people to want out of cross leases, and in this situation, they will convert them to fee symbol titles. Generally, this happens before a person wants to actually sell the property. But there are some other reasons. For example, the uplift in market value, they're easier to manage. You can renovate the property without obviously involving your neighbours. You've got full control over the property. Or maybe you're just trying to rectify a defective title anyway. Or maybe you just don't like your neighbour. All of the above could be a good reason for converting to a fee simple title. There is no setup fee for converting one title to another because it differs depending on A, the location, and B, the size of the cross lease being converted. But as a ballpark, a two-lot cross-lease conversion will cost between $38,000 and $40,000 in Auckland and $20,000 to $22,000 in Christchurch. So this cost includes all of the surveying fees, the legal fees, and the council paperwork. As a property investor, you might look at that and say, boy, that's a lot of money. Is it actually worth it? This question has to be considered within the wider context, taking into account the value uplift that it adds. In Christchurch, the value uplift to your property is what you spend. So if you spend 20k converting the property, the value goes up by roughly 20k. But in Auckland, most of the time, you're going to double your money. So if you spend 40k converting your property, it may increase in value by $80,000. And as we've mentioned earlier, a lot of the cross leases in Auckland are on the North Shore. And a lot of those properties are quite affluent and they're worth a lot of money to begin with. So converting the title can be very much worthwhile. But as with everything cross-lease, the process of converting your cross-lease title to a fee-simple title is very lengthy and it can take eight to nine months. So you want to be thinking ahead for this one. If you ask a land surveyor for their opinion, and I did, it's a really good idea to first discuss any of your conversion plans with your neighbours. If all parties are on board, then the process is much more straightforward. But... It's a misconception that if there are two owners of a cross lease that you both get half the land once you convert the property to a fee simple. It's not often the case, in practice. Why? Because the current occupying area of the property becomes the legal boundary. So for instance, let's say Bob and Shirley are neighbours on a 900 metre square two lot cross lease. But where that fence currently sits on Shirley's property takes up 550 metre squares and Bob's property takes up 350 metre squares. So Bob might think, that after the conversion, he's going to get 450 metre squares worth of land, which is half of the original plot. But that's not the case. He gets the 350 metre squares slice on his side of the fence. Sorry to say. Yes, they each own a half share in the underlying use of the land, but the legal boundaries when you convert from a cross lease to a freehold are your current occupied areas. And it's not uncommon for neighbours to work around this by coming to an agreement. For example, Bob could try and negotiate for a bit more land from Shirley. This is a lot easier when you and your neighbours are on good terms and have good communication skills. Remember, Shirley could simply say no and that's the end of it. So, after all that, as an investor, should I avoid cross-leases completely? Cross-leases do come with a bit of a stigma, particularly for people buying them. They are less common and they're also certainly less understood. But not all cross-leases end in disaster. Some people live very happily in their cross-leases But there is a portion of the market who will not buy a cross-lease on principle. And this is because there can be issue with cross-leases, either with a defective title or an awkward neighbour, although there is an immediate increase in the value of your property if you convert it to a fee symbol. The key message here is rather than sweeping cross-leases totally off the table, just be aware of all the problems that you could be potentially buying into. 
or if you have some old cross-lease properties already in your portfolio, it is worth having the conversation with your neighbours to work around it, because even the council generally agrees that cross-leases are a bit of a pain in the neck. Good luck.